inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to entrepreneurship. But today's something a little different. We have this uh, sub-show called The Spire Show, where I'm talking to an entrepreneur, but the entrepreneur is actually my business partner, Dave LaTulip at Spire. So how you doing, Dave? Doing well, man. It's good to see you again. This is only our, uh, what, third start of this, because we're having a little technical technical difficulties here with a few of the <laughs> live edit things but i think we have it together now audio is looking okay and yeah not too shabby. yeah that sounds good yeah um but yeah so what's been going on this week what have you been up to this week it's monday right i think so <laughs> yeah uh what have I been up to got new dogs so oh, trying yeah. to train them Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a a neighbor or someone who passed, or what was that? Yeah, uh, a, a friend of Lori's who um, elderly owners, and they passed unexpectedly, unexpectedly, and left behind two tiny little lap dogs. <laughs> They're real <laughs> sweet. Um, she loves dogs, so she took them in, and it's it's been cool. I'm not a dog person. Never. I mean, I love dogs, but I've always had kitty cats Mm -hmm. so it's been a kind of a cool experience and um these little guys are like a yorkie and a little terrier and they i think they've lived the life of lap dogs so they're (laughs) you know you take them outside and they just attack everything (laughs) oh geez (laughs) yeah not really attack but just freak out you know so Mm -hmm. um kind of looking at some dog training videos and i've always wanted to train a dog so what the hell yeah. And how old are <laughs> so they? Approximately, they're they're older, like uh, eleven and twelve, I think. Oh wow! Yes, that's that's the prime age I hear for training dogs. Just wait till they that's really get set in their ways. <laughs> that's what I heard, but I think they're generally tra- highly trainable with some consistency. Um, yeah, we'll I mean, see. definitely dogs are. I mean, I have no idea yeah. age wise if that really becomes an issue, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, does it seem but like there's... they went for many walks and got outside a lot or were they really just like inside backyard kind of dogs? Yeah, nothing. I don't even know if they've been outside in, oh, okay. like, for any significant period of time. Yeah, very much indoor dogs and sitting on old people's laps. <laughs> um, but as the benefit is they're very sweet and they um, are very calm, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Part of the reason I like cats so much, they just hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so i've been up to that that's been fun yeah for and then sure. doing truck truck building and all that of course yeah we talked about that last time a little bit with yeah. your uh van life build and i mean the truck's really coming along i mean it's not a yeah. ton of stuff in it but obviously you don't want a ton of stuff in it you have the little no. almost and i like how it one of the shelving units um looks sort of like an entertainment center like it, just, yeah, it, it makes it really feel like you're in like a tiny little uh living room of sorts it, oh, it's going to look like that for sure. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen it yet, but I got a bunch of uh, reclaimed wood. And so I'm I'm doing that all on the interior and then using like a, a burlap mm-hmm. as accent texture. And so it should be interesting. It's going to be very warm and uh, cozy. Needs a fireplace. I super want to put a little <laughs> iron fireplace in this sucker. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Little uh, potbelly stove. 
exactly with mm-hmm. a little wood i need a little hatchet to chop my little wood <laughs> yeah everything be has to awesome. be tiny though <laughs> yes everything yeah that's fun the burlap, that's what i've that, been up to yeah is the burlap uh reclaimed found somewhere is that something you purchased nah i'll just buy that oh gotcha i'm not sh- yeah uh that's what i want to make curtains out of and um mm-hmm. maybe use as uh just i don't know what i haven't i don't plan stuff it's much like the designs we build uh-huh. and the brands we start like you just start you yeah, know trust sure. your instinct and get going yeah so you plan the I stuff a... that needs planning like the cutting the wood like you yep. you've scavenged for wood you've found things but then you work you work your way through it to make it um that's right yeah to make it actually great that's the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah so the, the planning to... goes in where it matters that's right and you need to get the assets ready mm-hmm. but like I built a bed up the other day. I wasn't even planning to. It was the end of the day. I was tired. I was like, uh, I just, I really want the bed in here. And I just barely measured anything. I just went to town, grabbed some <laughs> stock and just started cutting and screwing together. And uh, it turned out great. Nice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all this planning, screw it. Let's get busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And that's a hobby too. It's like, also. there's so much that goes into running the business. So much that goes into like client work and interaction yeah. all the stuff we do that sometimes you just need to just just run with something i mean just with reckless abandon even just see what totally. happens and as your skills develop the outcomes become better obviously so absolutely having built a prior van i was mm-hmm. like okay i know at least some mistakes i'm not going to make again yeah, or only sure. make twice <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what you've been up to yeah it's so it's been it's funny because it feels like an eternity with all the election stuff that's happened, but yeah, um, oh, we should like, definitely dive into politics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I was trying to think, cause I was like, how long ago was anything? And it feels like forever, but Halloween was like last weekend or something. And yeah. I don't know if you did anything, but, um, we actually had a little two person Halloween party at the house. It was like, it was fun. It was just, um, me and Amara and she planned it all. She did like, um, I just like a bunch of little appetizer type things, a little hot dogs cut up and sliced up so it looked like fingers, like severed fingers and like guac and chips. And all. I don't know, it was fun. And then just for planned, you too, I love it. Yeah, for the two of us. <laughs> and then she was just like, make sure you dress up. There's a uh, costume party <laughs> or costume contest. Um, she, cool. I just had a really basic little thing, essentially like a, um, like an inside joke thing, but essentially I was like, uh, I like bat eyes in a, a crazy smiling face, but um, she got a complete pink bodysuit and a donut floaty that fit perfectly over her head. So she was a donut. <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was so funny. Like it was so good. <laughs> um, but she had like games planned. Like she really went all out, and like it was a lot of fun. We had all the like the lights and like I don't know. We already had decorated in here, but. Just all like the mood, like Halloweeny lights going on. I just put on Amazon Prime with like um, the original Dracula and stuff just on the TV. It was, it was actually like a lot of fun, <laughs> and like I could see doing that in the future when we actually have like guests over doing a very similar mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, it was a really good time. That's a great way to mark a little moment in time, which Absolutely. isn't happening at this current period yeah mm-hmm. yeah really <laughs> good at just, that. that's cool that's super cool because it's so damn important mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, we were saying you were saying how time is just whipping by because there's nothing interesting happening currently. Yeah, at least yeah, there there aren't those markers in time. It's like we're doing a lot, we're working on a lot, and there's so many things I'm excited about that I want to just dive into, whether it's with kidney stone diet, with that platform, with our own, like with built, with everything else, with I mean, there's things with the minimalists where like new things that are coming out over there, just every in every aspect of our business, there are big things happening, but just never enough time to do them all. And I mean, that is oh, the days feel so. short. Yeah, they go by. So, I mean, it's good. It's not good that the days are flying by, but it's great that I'm actually excited to work on this stuff because yeah. we've been doing this now for a decade or more than a decade, but like we've been doing this for long enough where it's very easy to be just disenfranchised. Is that the word? Like just, you just don't, you're not excited about it anymore, which we've both yeah. been there many times. Like it just, it ebbs and flows, yeah. but yeah, it's good to be in a, a different spot right now. Yeah. I'm glad. And I feel like one of us is always in that spot, which yeah. is helpful. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. It's, it's funny because it sounds like one of us is in the, in the excited spot, but if one of us is always in the, the down spot, that would be a problem. But I don't yes. think we always are. I think it's just sort of we're either middle of the road, one of us gets excited, one of us is down, but I think we balance pretty well. Yeah, I think so. I, I, um, with the workload being as heavy as it is right now, sometimes you get like in a, that zone mode and you're just like, uh, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But then when you work your way out of it, that's nice. It's a yeah. good feeling. <laughs> so how did we end up in this, like where we are right now, where we have, where we're sort of inundated with work? doesn't take a hell of a lot because we already have day-to-day so many platforms we're dealing with. All we really need to do is take on two other small project, client projects, and it starts to feel like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that's one of the issues with a two-person company, of course. Oh, yeah. You're not running 100 projects at a time. You get yeah. overwhelmed pretty quickly. Yeah, it's awesome um, because we have next to no expenses. I mean, last year we... I should have looked. Like, I always... In the back of my mind, though, I remember it was maybe 10 grand in expenses. Like, right around yeah. there. And, like, just for for any business who's, like, succeeding, we're not, like we're not filthy rich. We're not making like so much money. We don't know what to do with it, but we are making as much as we need for both of us and barely having any expenditure because we're not bringing in any contractors. We're not sending out work. We're really not doing anything that typical businesses do because we're, we keep it lean. We keep it minimalist and we, we optimize for the two of us, but yeah, it's, it's fragile only because not the business success but the yeah the optimization the balance of workflow because i mean like this this podcast was new four months ago six months ago whenever i started it we have the kidney stone diet podcast those are two two shows now that i'm running editing producing doing the video doing all the stuff for that just weren't on my plate before but then the opportunity from those has been huge and i feel like that's partially why we're also we also have sort of a heavier workload is indirectly as a result of the podcast because of some of the um, reconnection that's happened with some people who needed some work. And it's like, well, of course we knew the work. We weren't trying to get work from them, but it just turned out that it made sense. We were the best fit for what they needed. And yeah, so bringing in a few more projects, 
working on some new ideas for existing relationships, joint ventures and things. And yeah, when it's, when it's all combined and on one shared plate between the two of us, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just overflowing. A little bit. And so things do, yeah, things get um, pushed off sometimes. And then that creates uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it, there's a part of growth as a business that is appealing that we've both considered quite a lot, right? Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be able to start things and push them off uh, to, you know, junior designers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we tried that. <laughs> and it's a yeah, whole briefly. other basket of yeah nightmares <laughs> it's like go cool, i gotta redo all of this now uh, it's yeah, very that's... hard to find somebody who can fit into the aesthetic and the you know the level that we're looking to do so yeah and that's what's bad is we have i mean it's always going to be this way for any business whether it's ours or someone else's we have higher standards than anyone outside of the business so like if we want something to be not only good but just to our max potential level we can't find someone to do that that's just not going to happen and not not without paying them as much as we're making yeah exactly (laughs) yeah they would have to be getting all of the all of the revenue maybe even more because we tend to undercharge for everything we do (laughs) we're we're sort of notoriously (laughs) underpriced but (laughs) (laughs) but it's hard because we want people to be happy like with what we're providing but also we want to like obviously we want people to be happy because we're really pouring everything into it but we don't want to have to turn everyone away like a lot of the pretty much everyone we work with we have a personal relationship with we've either established it after working with them or we established it and then just happened to start working with them as a result yeah but yeah it's it's not it's not a place that we want to be in where we're just like, no, 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 we, we're too good to do this project. But at the same time, sometimes we need to probably, uh, probably say no a little more than we do. Yeah, for sure. We, we're not good at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole bunch of things we're not good at. We should do, do a podcast about the things we screw up. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, an episode all it about would that. Be. Yeah. yeah. I'll add it to the list. Because there's plenty of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for me, of course, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're also the the most humble people on the planet so that always oh happens. yeah um everything we've done wrong just add it to our little notes file for another episode so we were talking about this episode what the topic might be and we're talking just money like, does that sound good to you sure yeah because i think money is always <laughs> the interesting thing you know like i'm partially why well a big reason why i started the podcast um the main is to make money um, Oh yeah, to make money. Just all the money rolling in every episode. No. It's amazing I've, how much you make from podcasts. Yeah, so far we're at what, zero? I think we're yeah. Yeah, strong. Killing we're holding it. strong too. Yes, good. Um that is, I mean, but in the um to look at the, actually the bright side of it, it's a lot of work for the podcast. But like I mentioned, we we have technically made money because we've brought in projects we wouldn't otherwise have been bringing in. But yeah, it's funny. Like it really, it's it's not a way to make a bunch of money. It's not. It it has to be used as part of a bigger brand play. Yeah. Like that's really what a podcast is. And also, yeah, why you better like to do it. Yeah, for sure. And it's why we're doing yeah. our little series here, just the Spire Show, just because. Yeah, we're not really present in like the public eye. Like, I'm interviewing people, but really, I'm 
my goal is to give them a platform to talk to our audience and to connect with other people they wouldn't otherwise be finding. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so money. So <laughs> yeah. like talking about that and just One how... Of, that could go on the list of the things that we, you know, not mess up, but struggle with. Oh yeah, money? Yeah, just because we don't prioritize it. Yeah, definitely. We Yeah, it is probably way too far down the list i mean yeah because we both run through different issues where we're like okay we're just we need to be making more now because of x or yeah. we've seen a dip here or dip there because we have i don't know five to seven income streams that are like steady yeah. every month and we ex we don't expect them but you tend to start to rely on the ones that are recurring because that's just like month over month that's what you're expecting and then once one dips you have to be sure be sure everything else is um, keeping the boat afloat, but truly, there's no sleeping. Businesses mm -hmm. fail fast. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's no sleeping with any of these things, and it's so yeah. easy to sleep on them because you're just like, <laughs> yes, six months in, this thing's killing it. You uh -huh. know, but ooh, it can yeah, change any moment. Especially when it's recurring revenue, because that recurring That's revenue. That's what I'm talking like, about. Yeah. yeah, month over month, it's looking great, looking great, looking great. But if you're not there maintaining it like maybe maybe you need to be offering new things to the paying customers maybe you need to be doing support yeah. maybe you need to be working on seo because maybe it's dependent heavily on search results or maybe it's dependent heavily on ad spend even we we don't personally do any ad spend whatsoever that's just not not what we do but there's so many different potential um inbound funnels that there is no just easy money. It never happens. Nope. Yeah. It'd be a lovely thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't exist. Yeah. Not at all. These recurring income streams, you know, uh, as they say, passive, it's like they're hardly passive. Yeah. Yeah. Recurring is a much better uh, yeah. marker, a much better yeah. uh, definition. Just because, yeah, somebody's doing the work. I mean, you look at any sort of the top uh, affiliate program areas like i mean there was something for a long time i don't know if it's still really huge but mattresses the mattress space i had no idea but there was one site in particular that was making millions and millions of dollars a year just on mattress affiliate commissions but that was very dependent on google so month after month this person was tweaking and adjusting and making sure google continued to say yeah, so this is the most important site for mattresses. But if one day Google makes a change and says, you know, that one's a little spammy. Let's just not put it on the front page. Their tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars a month goes to zero just overnight. And it's that diversification then that's so important is like never becoming beholden to an outside thing like that that you can't control and in as the complete source of your revenue but yeah it's all there's always more work yeah that's a very appealing thing because but boy relying on somebody else's platform to make money whatever that is is just recipe for disaster for sure for sure yeah so how do we make money so oh like i was saying um the reason i was starting the podcast was to also have a reason to ask people that because it's such a taboo subject at least in the U.S. I know it's not everywhere, but 
it shouldn't be it, it feels like it shouldn't be as taboo as it is because how else do we learn how other people are surviving and thriving if we're not able to ask those questions and it's something we really don't talk about either i mean we don't we don't really post anything publicly but we have a handful of different revenue streams because we have our clients so that's the easiest the most basic way to look at it is we do client work so a service business we people come in right now we're doing uh some graphic work we did some print work just a couple weeks ago for a product that's coming out very soon uh we'll do web design we'll do web development we'll um we do strategy and coaching and things like that but those are all sort of in under the same umbrella and they're just but they're just one piece of the puzzle because that's how we started too yeah and that's arguably i'd say service businesses are the easiest to start would you feel the same way um oh to start yes definitely absolutely yeah, get good at something and start selling it yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i mean yeah, it's much especially when what you have in abundance is time it's so the barrier to entry is non-existent if you have the time yes. you can you can do what we did and underprice your services so badly that you just have clients rolling in <laughs> <laughs> yeah granted that was that was a decade ago and that was with a different yeah. uh, a different team that we were part of at the time but it is a way that isn't impossible i mean it is it's a very it's short a good path. tactic mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's good um nothing wrong with that you just don't want to race to the bottom which is what a lot exactly. of people continue to do over time yeah yeah and what do you mean by that i mean i know we've talked about it but for anyone listening no yeah racing to the bottom just meaning thinking you always need to be uh cutting deals because the better you get, the fewer deals you need to cut. You should be slowly increasing prices and, or not even slowly, drastically increasing prices. Once your time is filled up, up your prices. Mm -hmm. I mean, without uh, oh, uh, pricing yourself out of the market you're in, of course. Yeah. But you see a lot of these Elance style sites where it truly is a race to the bottom. It's like, oh really? You'll build a website for $8, I'll do it for five. Oh, you uh -huh. need a, you know, a logo for $5, I'll do it for three. Like, why? <laughs> why mm -hmm. spend your time like that at all you might as well not do it at all um so I, yeah that's what i mean by that yeah the race to the bottom too can't be your differentiating factor like what's my <laughs> brand my brand is the cheapest there's yeah. anyone can go cheaper all it, it there's no way you can have that be your winning strategy unfortunately but again that's not to diminish the value in it at, at the beginning if you're like i'll do a website for 250 bucks you're going to spend you're going to be getting less than minimum wage to design and develop that website by a long shot yeah. but you're building a portfolio you're getting an actual client relationship that hopefully you can nurture and maybe grow that'll maybe grow with you as you grow and you improve and you like get further down your path but yeah race to the bottom not not the best best place to be long term but you have to sort and of it's funny because you can up your prices quickly you know if you're doing even decent work at a decent price your time will get filled up and so that that state that you find yourself in uh, doesn't have to last for too long yeah and the more work you do the better you get too and i mean if you're out if you're outpricing your work outpacing your your actual skills with your pricing you might get one client here one client there but you're really not That's practicing right. you're not becoming the expert in the field that like 
ideally you're striving to become not just trying to gobble up all the quick bucks you can make gotta we're all about the slow bucks over here <laughs> very true slow yeah bucks. the long the long game mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> you know it's long <laughs> so you have to be prepared <laughs> for that yeah it's not always exciting as exciting but um until it starts to happen and then it's uh, very exciting mm-hmm. like hey look at that three years in and now we're making some dollar bills that's really cool yeah for sure um because yeah you want to first just meet your basic needs and like you can absolutely do that with a service business i mean you think about mowing lawns you can go around as with a lawnmower that's a consumer grade lawnmower and just going door to door and finding people you're charging just what you feel like charging that isn't all all that much and you can build up a client base really quickly but year over year month over month whatever it is you start your time becomes more valuable you raise your prices you get better equipment all of the things come together to build like an actual business but patience patience is so vital for that because none of it happens on day one no one's gonna be knocking on a door with a lawnmower and being like can i mow your lawn they're like yeah i'll give you 40 grand a year to do it it's like awesome (laughs) A success. <laughs> but yeah. So back so, to mm-hmm. want to go back to how we make money? Yeah, for sure. So we start with services. That's sort of yep. the the largest umbrella. And then the connected piece are retainers. So retainer we do two different things where services are our uh per project quoting and then retainers for people that want to stick around because maybe they have things that um, they need consistently. So like, do you want to talk about that at all? Like, like kind of the, yeah. one of the retainers we work with? Um, well, I would say, well, yeah, that's cool. We, uh, I personally find retainer um, a little complicated to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I never know exactly what to charge and how much work to do for what I charge. <laughs> uh, Which we so should I think also we've... say... We should also say mm-hmm. we don't know what to charge anything for anything ever. Yeah, we're terrible. Yeah, that's I mean, one of the places in. we've always failed. Yeah, or mm-hmm. whatever, failed. Who cares? It's just it is what it is. Yeah. Can't be good at everything. Um, so <clears throat> for me, retainers are very. I hate it when we start talking about retainer clients because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this conversation just stresses me out. I don't know <laughs> what to charge, and and you know, some months you're not going to do anything for that money which doesn't feel great. But then another month you're going to do way more for that money, which also doesn't feel good. So I suppose it equals out in the end, hopefully. Um, I would like actually to hear how other people deal with that, but Mm -hmm. we have a few retainer clients uh, and we basically kind of reach out when we feel (laughs) that it's time to top up the retainer. Uh Isn't that mostly it? It's like yeah, pretty much. We have a spread. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not exactly basic. every month. It's mm-hmm. uh, we kind of keep track, sort of, of what we've accomplished and approximately how much time we spent on it. So we work off a of feeling quite a bit with pricing. I think we try to work sure. with people and yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's you can do both. You can do a monthly retainer that's consistently topped up, which is, I mean, it's ideal. It's the ideal way to go. But to be very honest, we don't tend to do a consistent amount of work for people. So it just makes more sense to be like, okay, we'll do X thousands of dollars as a retainer, top it up, and then weeks, months, whatever it takes to deplete that, 
to the best of our estimation, then we just say it's time to top up again. And um, yeah, people stick around for that stuff. I mean, they don't, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that difficult because there also is a consistent expectation. So it's really hard, like from our end to be like, okay, we did 40 hours of work, a hundred hours of work, whatever it is, how much of the, I say hundred hours, 40 hours, we're not tracking by the minute. We're not like doing it that way, but like trying to estimate like how many hours we've worked, what we've accomplished, what the rate should have been. It's a little, little more admin, but yeah. not, not too bad. At least we aren't having to quote new fresh quotes for everything we're doing. Cause that yeah. is, that can be the bane of our existence. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like quoting at all. Yeah. <laughs> After 10 years, I feel like we're still just, it's another thing, right? It's several, mm-hmm. several money related things we're, we're not super into. Yeah. I will say about the retainer though, the people that we have on retainer, it's such a, um, a quality relationship. So the appreciation is so high for the mm-hmm. output that we, we offer that um, nine times out of 10, they're like, Hey, how's the retainer looking? Should I shoot over some more money? So that's killer. If mm-hmm. you can, I, I don't, I wouldn't want retainers with everybody. If there's a whole, most people, if they said, can I just do a retainer? I'd be like, no, yeah, no, you can't. We're going to quote this. Unfortunately, we're going to quote. And then maybe, you know, a year down the line, we can talk about a retainer thing, but I, it's so common for a person to, oh, I'm giving them money every month. I own their time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's this expectation like, Hey, I just emailed you two days ago and I haven't gotten anything like, well, yeah. (laughs) what can I tell you? I'll get back to you in nine days with something, you know, unless it's a retainer level two and there's all that stuff. You know, if somebody's retainer is 500 and you have another person for 3000, somebody's getting prioritized. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's part of it is so setting expectations is very important. I mean, we do that with our clients. We do that with our products, with built and our support right on there. Like I said, it's about three business days to hear back from me. Um, is that because I'm spending every single day responding to support? Like, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not inundated with support requests and that's why it takes three days. It's because we have a minimalist business. I have to be very diligent about how I spend my time. So I can't be looking at support requests every day because that's some of that isn't deep work. Some of it's very quick. Some of it is very extensive and deep work, but no matter what level it is, the other deep work that I actually have to be spending my time on needs to have just chunks of my days or weeks devoted to it. It just otherwise I, we can never make progress. So setting those expectations is huge. Yeah, setting time aside for actual deep work that has long-term uh, return mm-hmm. is is critical. So yeah. it's super easy to eat up your days with support or piddly work, you know, mm-hmm. very easy. And it's easy for a host of reasons, but one is like, oh, deep work is hard to get into. Let me just futz around with these little things that need to be dealt with, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah, time management's critical. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and deep work is new to you, like the term, the terminology, there is a phenomenal book from Cal Newport with the same title, Deep Work. And he dives into just everything about the value of setting aside time to focus. 
and not constantly being in social media and email and all the things that take us away from doing the work that matters. So definitely check that book out. Um, but yeah, so we started with the, the parts that aren't as exciting for us when it comes to making money. So the client work yeah. and then the retainer, which is just a different version of client work. Um, but then where it starts to get a little more interesting, I think, is in our joint ventures. So we have business relationships with different people, um, different companies, where we're either taking a part of a very specific product or service or whatever, or we actually own a percentage of the company. And there's different ways to handle that. It really depends on what the, what the company is. But um, like the kidney stone diet. That's the one where we, we have a really strong connection there. We do a lot with that platform. We're building the podcast. We're helping convert the community, which has been going strong and really solid, but making it into a really successful business, which is where we, where we thrive. Like that's where we shine. We don't, we aren't the ones creating content and building a community from zero. That's not our forte. Um, but we definitely can see a community identify opportunities to better satisfy the community's needs that also can turn into to revenue. And I find that area right. exciting. Oh, me too. And it's the stuff I prefer to work on for sure. It's much mm -hmm. more fun to iterate and refine. Um, I mean, starting is always fun, but in terms of uh, client work, you know, it's the iteration and refinement of long-term platform building is much more exciting and testing and seeing the return and have, and, and when you have a big community to really see the feedback is super cool with client work, you're not going to get that, you know, mm -hmm. it's sort of one and done kind of thing. So uh, the um, energetic return is just far greater with something like kidney stone diet. Yeah, for sure. And that's the unfortunate part of client work is being that one and done mentality. I mean, you're never really, you can't really sink your teeth in. Like you sink your teeth into one very, very specific aspect of a much larger company. And it's just not as exciting. It's, yeah. it's fine. I mean, it makes, it makes money, but being able to be a part of something and say, okay, in 2016, it was doing this. In 2020, look at all the progress we made. Like that mm -hmm. is so satisfying. And if you're not getting that satisfaction in some way, it's really hard, I think, to sustain and not just feel burnout from the day in, day out grind of sort of, it's almost just a start, stop, start, stop otherwise, because you're not, yeah. you're not in it for the long, long haul with some of the clients then. And also um, it's, in internet work, you're so isolated, you don't get feedback from in the same way that you do uh, in an office environment or a team environment. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you're doing client work, it's like there's a moment of feedback with like, hey, I love it and it's over, you know, but you, you work in isolation so much in this world now um, that uh, I, I think if you're not getting more feedback, more rich feedback on your effort, you're just going to feel burnt out within a few years and you're not going to be able to overcome that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we kind of hit that with the client work because it, it, there's just no, it's not rich. It's not, you know, fulfilling over time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're not building our own platform either. Like along, that, also that. along those lines yeah. at the same time, we weren't doing something that had that fulfillment. So, and that sort of brings us to the next, one of the next things we have, which is built. I mean, the reason we have this podcast is, I mean, there's many reasons, but one of them is to better serve the community we have at built where we sell WordPress themes and help people start lean minimalist, like one to two person businesses and building that and starting that wasn't even, it wasn't anything we really even considered. It was literally one event that we went to one, uh, one trip to, was it South by or was it? It was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. We were South. Yeah. By I think Southwest. it was South by. Yeah. Yeah. And just in talking to someone else, they were like, you know, we're changing how we're doing things. If you guys want to dive in and do your own version, I think that would be good for the community. And we're like, okay. So we, <laughs> we sat down at the table that like Dave and I, you and I, we just, chatted for what half hour an hour brainstorming names sort of figuring out what we would do and we hit the ground running we just yeah we built it we built built um and that's b-y-l-t if you're curious b-y-l-t.co if you want to check out the site but yeah we built it we started building themes we did some some work with the community itself so we had community wordpress themes um developers from the community submitting wordpress themes that we sold um and we did that for years we just let that be it sort of was its own thing but recently maybe three years ago i think now we decided it was just time the the market had changed and we wanted to shift it to be completely our product so we have more control that way we can uh, more quality assurance we can make sure that support is done to the utmost where unfortunately when you have people submitting their own work you can't really vet that as you can vet it but you can't control how they're treating the clients and our customers. And those customers purchased from us. So they purchased from us and it was someone else's product. So it actually would shine poorly upon us if they're not fulfilling like the promises set out to the customer. But it's an exciting platform now, I feel like. it's There's something yeah. there. It's a recurring revenue business. We have, which was part of the shift too, when we moved it all in-house, we because we do all the support i mean i do i'm the support guy mm -hmm. dave's the design and like brand image guy and or i'm like the behind the scenes more like i'm doing more of the development and the support and things like that we have our delineated roles which works really well for us but then if i'm doing all the built support constantly and we're not getting any recurring revenue from that business other than the new sales it quickly becomes a problem because we want more sales. The more sales you have, the more customers you have, the more customers you have, the more support you have. Eventually that would outgrow me. So we ended up doing an 80% off discount for yearly renewals and to cover support. And so far it's, I mean, it's been well received. Like people aren't questioning it. There's every now and then someone will just say, oh, what's this charge? Because maybe they didn't read it. They didn't remember because it had been 12 months. Um, since the renewal, but yeah, it's so far it's been good, and we're able to then expand and do other things with this platform. Like, I I, I will say though, just let me jump in. Oh, yeah. The reason it's been successful is because the level of support has been, mm -hmm. uh, you know, truly excellent. We have people love it, and so if they didn't, that recurring payment would be, would not go over as well. I don't think. 
definitely. <laughs> they got to feel, even if it's a, you know, a 50 cent recurring payment, like they need to feel like they're getting their money's worth. That's mm-hmm. uh, the customer has, the customer experience has to be first. Yeah. And I actually just tweeted something, I think yesterday. And I, I just said, if you're focused more on acquiring customers than supporting them, you're doing it wrong because mm-hmm. that is the ball game. I mean, you don't, you don't make a fan by selling someone something. You create a fan by treating them well. So yeah. if they happen to buy from you, if they didn't, it's irrelevant. But if you're supporting what they're doing, supporting their success, you are building a true relationship. And I don't want fan to sound like like celebrity versus fan. Like just someone who is like a fan of what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. Um, that's all we want. That's that's business. It's relationship stuff. Sure is. Yeah. So yeah, so we have built and we're adding more things there as well with um very soon we're reopening our built VIP hosting, which is our premium hosting service that I've worked to develop the server, the hardware, like all the stuff that really optimizes everything for exactly what a brand new blogger needs, but for a fraction of the cost. So, I mean, the kind of, the level of performance, I guess, that you would spend hundreds of dollars a month on, we're reopening for just a couple hundred dollars a year. So that should be very soon. I haven't even told you about like where we're at with that, but yeah, it's, there's so I'm much hoping. deep development on your end that I'm just like, I'll wait for an update. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I'm hoping before the end of the year to reopen that. I know there's some people cool. who, there's a lot of people who are on the waiting list, but there's some people who check in every so often, which is really nice. They're nice. just like, oh, hey, when's this happening? And not because they don't have a site, but because they have one and they want to further support us because they appreciate what we do and they know that the product they're going to get is going to be top notch. And before we move on to another, you know, one of the last uh, ways we make money, um, what's becoming evident as we're talking about this is obvious why things can get slowed with a minimalist business with mm-hmm. just two founders. It's, there's a lot. On the table, yeah. this all everything we're talking about requires maintenance and development, continual. Uh, so, like built, that's a huge thing that you're creating this hosting platform, uh, kidney stone diet. We need to be always thinking, okay, <laughs> what's the next thing? How mm-hmm. can we benefit them now that we've, you know, they've they're familiar with this current product? So, you know, it's a lot. Oh yeah. Um, it's always that we talked about it last time about deep diving into one single or thing and doing that and just crushing that. And that's a cool approach or, you know, I definitely feel more comfortable with diversification like we've done, but yeah, it comes with, um, some pains as well. Oh yeah. And I mean, speaking of kidney stone diet, like right before our call, I wrote down the big items that I have on my mind that are like, they're major shifts, not shifts in what we're doing, but major additions that are very valuable. And there's five major yeah. things that are all <laughs> partially happening in my head and physically that this was like, wow, we're really, there is, there's a lot of investment there, but there's so much potential. And it's not just, I mean, it's a potential to make money. Like that's ideally we want to be as sustainable as we can, both for us, both for our clients, both for our partners, like all of it. But at the same time, there are things that are truly helpful for people especially when it comes to kidney stone disease and dealing with what 
some people would say is the most painful experience that you can ever have to in normal like ailment type things yeah i love that platform it does feel um like that enriching feedback and because you're actually helping people Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool the the amount of um testimonials we get on that platform (laughs) it's truly remarkable Mm -hmm. i mean every single day yeah (laughs) i love that it's super cool and so it 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 prompts you to want to create more services that um help for sure and we've done so many services that are free too and assets and various things yeah the bulk of it in fact uh yeah interesting for clarity's sake, we are not present on that platform. Like I am in, I'm the host of the podcast because we run it just like I run starting now this show. Um, but other than that, we are completely behind the scenes, which is where we live with all of our clients, everything we do, our retainer clients, um, everything we've done with the minimalists. Like we are not, we're not in front of the camera for any of it. So Jill is the practitioner. She is the expert in kidney stones kidney zone prevention and created she created the kidney stone diet so then we're just there to help further her message and make what she does really shine and reach the people that it should and yeah that that is our strength it's like it takes years i mean what is it like we're over 10 years in and i feel like we're just figuring out what it is we do yeah probably shouldn't say that out loud (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's also telling because you never really you're never done like imagine 10 years from now like we'll probably just laugh at what we're thinking today what we're recording right now we'd probably think is so naive and oh yeah like we just didn't get it we didn't know but it takes time it's patience is everything and for these platforms we're building, like we have to set those expectations with our partners and clients and things like kidney stone diet. We've, we've spent three years on it. Now it wasn't, it's not three years full time because it's three years of incremental improvements to make it better for all of us. But of course, early on, even if you're having a percentage of revenues or whatever it is, you have to pace yourself because you can, you can completely outwork your revenues to the point where it becomes detrimental to the entirety of your business. But over these three years, the growth that we've seen, like we were just looking at whether it's traffic, revenue, just everything, every single measurable metric has grown in a way that like you and I both, like we feel wonderful about what we've achieved with that. And the future is, the future opportunity is immense. Yeah, it is. And to give people an idea of what we're talking about here, there were, for the first two years, easily, two plus years, I personally, because I was doing a lot more design for the platform because it needed it, um, but I was putting in 20 hours a week sometimes mm-hmm. on a platform that at the end of the month, we'd build, we'd pull out 200 bucks for. <laughs> Like really yeah. nothing, $500. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it was for some time. Mm-hmm. So, but also not like because we, were... we believed in it too. There's that difference yeah. because we wouldn't, you don't want to, you don't want to be dumping half of a, like a part-time job into something that you don't see, that you don't have maybe the chops to turn into the thing you know it can be. 
Like yeah. that's that is the big difference. I don't want I don't want people to think it was just blind effort and it just oh, no. worked out because it is very deliberate, but it is such a big platform. There's so much, so many moving parts there and so much on offer that it takes some time, some real focused attention to get it to the point of I mean, people need to know, like, and trust it. Those are the, that's what we help our clients achieve is that know, like, and trust factor. You want to be recognized. Like someone will say, oh, I have a kidney stone. Oh, talk to Jill at kidney stone diet. Um, you want to be likable, which Jill already has that. Like she, that she completely had that going for her. And that's why she built. I feel like we had the, the like, and trust, um, those two important components were there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, you know, we saw the future in it. Yeah, for sure. And it was the trust within the one-on-one, but not necessarily the trust in the platform. I think that's, and that's where we came in. And like you were saying, with all the design, you, like you build and develop the brand so people know they can trust it. It's not a, yeah. a janky site downloaded off of Fiverr and like thrown <laughs> oh, yeah. up there. And it's like, oh, give me a thousand dollars for this thing I'm selling. It's like, yeah, looks like you spent $25 on your website. I don't know if I trust to hand over so much money. Um, Yeah. yeah. There's a lot that goes into all of it. But yeah, I mean, that sort of rounds out how we make money though. We do. Well then. Oh yeah, I guess it does. Affiliate commissions. Yeah, I was just going to say that would be the last thing, I suppose. Yeah, which affiliate commissions are a little different. It depends. Like if you have a platform that you've built, like we use affiliate commissions with our clients, with our customers, and we do things to help them make more money by identifying opportunities where they can earn from things they're already doing. And we do that with our some of our own things. In the past, we had a platform called Paleoporn, which really is, really, we spent all those years on that, not with any expectations of earning, not really building a business out of it, but arguably that set the stage for us to really understand how to take kidney stone diet to, to where it is. I mean, that was our trial by fire our apprenticeship in the space so yeah that's exactly right yeah because that was that was a a similarly massive uh platform Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just didn't have a monet yeah just didn't have the the monetization model quite it was a tough one to get nailed down Mm -hmm. yeah some of the things that we're adding to kidney stone diet would have made sense over there um yeah but it just wasn't, it wasn't the right time even for us to do that. Like we've grown in like what we're offering and what in building our own internal framework for developing sites, developing plugins and software and things, it makes things possible today that weren't possible eight years ago, five years ago, whenever it was that we were really at the peak of paleo porn. Um, But yeah, if you're curious about paleo porn, head on over to paleoporn.com and check that out. But the main thing, like we've been saying, is Kidney Stone Diet, and that's at kidneystonediet.com. You can check out the podcast, all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much nice. covers how we make money and yeah, also just so. showing how to diversify and, and the importance of diversification. Oh, yeah. And uh, what are we doing anything currently new to, for new money? New, really just within those platforms. Um, yeah. I mean, but then there are things like, like Amara building her TikTok like platform. Yes. So early in the quarantine, TikTok was absolutely blowing up. So uh, 
like Amara decided to start doing 60 second art history where TikTok, you think of teenage girls dancing, <laughs> but <laughs> instead of that, there is a lot of other content on there and 60 second art history took off. Like she was up to 10, 13,000 subscribers or followers in just a matter of weeks and really engaged community, but there was no money there. There wasn't a business, but that content actually led her to end up being asked to come back to her college that she graduated from and teach a course, like through showing what she can do and really stay in front of mind, showcasing her ability and skill and intellect in that space, a professor of hers reached out and said, oh, you know, we're looking for someone to do exactly this. Would you do it for us? And Boom. that's, well, yeah, that's one of the things that I think is overlooked a lot is the benefit from doing isn't always direct. Like starting the podcast and reconnecting with people and getting client work for us. It, it wasn't the plan. It was sure if we really thought it through and really strategized like, oh, if I talk to this person, maybe we can jump on board with this. Sure. Like that could have been a plan, but it wouldn't have been genuine either. And, mm -hmm. but just doing this, doing the TikToks, like, like she's been doing, you, you're doing and showing and then whatever comes of that does. Yeah. It's, I just think there's, there's so much opportunity out there and that's why I want to, want to be doing this podcast, want us to be talking more about what we're doing, um, try to connect more with, with you, the listener. And yeah, if you have any questions whatsoever about starting a business sustaining the business, what even a minimalist business like could entail for you, definitely reach out. You can always head over to built that's B O A L T .co, Um, or just tweet to me like Dave's not really doing social media much at all, but if you tweet at me, just I'm at Jeff Saris, or if you want to tweet at the company, it's just at Spire S P Y R and we'll either answer your question. Well, definitely I'll answer your questions, whatever you have there, but then also we might uh, feature them on this podcast here. Yeah, just, that'd be helpful. Yeah, try to help as many people as we possibly can. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably good for today. What do you Perfect. say? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. So then, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. And if you can leave a review, that means a lot to us. Leaving reviews, telling your friends, it, it goes a long way. And anything else you wanted to sign out with there, Dave? No, just as always, get busy, get started. That's it. I like it. I like that. I might have to steal that for the main show. Get busy, get started. <laughs> cool. Anyway, see you next time. Bye.